0: Welcome back to the Phase podcast. This is our third and final episode in our series on coping with change. And we've had some great conversations so far about ways to manage change, to prepare for change. And in this episode, I'll be talking to Jenna, Molly, Rebecca about their own stories of change and strategies that they've used or learned through those experiences. Hi, Jenna. Thank you so much for being here today. Do you mind just introducing yourself, um, telling us a bit about who you are? Yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, My name's Jenna. I live in Bournemouth um, and I work in mental health. Fab, thank you. Um, And in this podcast, we're thinking a lot about change. So do you mind telling us about a change that you have experienced recently? Yeah, so a fairly recent change that I've experienced um, is the joy of getting married during uh, coronavirus and lockdown. (laughs) It's a very fun one yeah fantastic and how how has that change affected you yeah so I was so me and my husband we were due to get married in September 2020 Mm -hmm. um you know we planned our day knew what we're doing who was coming um and we're really excited just to be getting married um obviously in March 2020 uh you know the world kind of found out about coronavirus and we quickly went into a lockdown um which at the time back in march was okay you know i didn't imagine we would ever be in a lockdown more than a week or two um, so although i was you know worried it was fine um, but as the weeks and months went on uh the reality of getting married Um, the way that we had planned just was kind of slipping away Um, as we were still in lockdown I think it was until July I think we were still in lockdown Um, and so we went through trying to figure out if we could change dates um, you know just seeing what on earth we could do but the reality is it was completely unknown Um, Mm -hmm. and that was definitely the hardest thing for me like I'm such a planner um, and I have everything organized but we couldn't plan, like yeah. there was nothing we could do um, and we just had to wait. I actually just remember on New Year's Eve, talking to you, obviously New Year's Eve 2019 and you were like, yeah, I've literally planned everything. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. fine. I'm sorted, I've organized it all. <laughs> I was like, I literally, people would say like, are you stressed about your wedding? I was like, no, it's done. Like, <laughs> I know what we're doing. Everything's booked and sorted. I was like, I don't know what the stress is. That's and then uh, in came lockdown, which mm-hmm. was a huge stress. Um, so I think in terms of how it affected me obviously I've I think especially as like a woman like I think you dream of your wedding day since you're a child like I I always had and I think one we were just super excited to get married um, and just start our lives together but then two I was really excited just to have the wedding that we dreamed of yeah. um, and just to do all that. I had like my dress that I was looking forward to wearing and, um, you know, just having your bridesmaids and just really celebrating it. You know, you only do it once, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so you want it to be how you've planned it. And so it took me a while, I think, of just feeling sad about the fact that that wasn't going to happen because it quickly became apparent that we weren't going to be out of it by September we weren't going to we had uh I think a hundred guests to our sit down on 150 mm-hmm. the evening and that just it was never going to happen yeah um so it was definitely sad for quite a while just being like oh like you know it's just it's not going to happen and you know you don't want to push we it wasn't an option for us to wait to get married Mm -hmm. and we didn't want to keep pushing that back one because we wanted to get married as soon as possible but two again you know there was no saying that we were going to be able to yeah Um, no guarantee yeah that's it and we couldn't take that risk um so it was the reality of just accepting the change of you know it isn't going to be what we planned and we might not be able to have our loved ones there Mm -hmm. um so that was definitely um that definitely affected me for a little while. Yeah. And you said about the uncertainty, and obviously, you are someone that's really organized and really planned. So, was that just constant changing and uncertainty particularly difficult for you? Oh, massively. Yeah, it really was. I think it's because I think because no one knew what was happening, you know, mm-hmm. the government didn't know what was happening. So, there was just no clear way out. No, like, you know, we at one point we didn't even know if we'd be able to actually get married. Mm-hmm um and so it was just yeah it was just crazy um but i think it was hard as well because obviously the world was in you know an awful state and you know families were being torn apart losing loved ones and so it was really hard to then actually be like okay but i'm sad about my wedding um when all this stuff's kind of going on and yeah. um, so it was that balance as well of putting things into perspective, allowing yourself to feel the emotion and actually trying to plan a wedding that, well, you didn't know how it was going to go. Um, So yeah, all of that stuff thrown in together was just a really hard time. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. Um, and I guess as well, because even around that time, it kept changing between being like 15 people and 30 people. I remember that. And so you're balancing that, like, trying not to get your hopes up, but trying to like plan for that. And then it changes again, and that constant. That was really tough, actually. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> at one point, you're allowed, you know, 30 people, and then it will quickly be taken back down to 15, and then you're like, oh my goodness, like, how what how are you going to plan for this? Thankfully. Yeah. Um, Jack and I have really small families and so at, what we actually did in the end when we realised we could get married um we only had 15 people because we were like we can't plan for 30 and then it's going to get cut down to 15 so we mm-hmm. actually went with just our immediate family we didn't have best friends didn't have you know wider family didn't have bridesmaids we didn't have any of that we just went with Mm -hmm. our 15 closest family members um, Mm -hmm. and stuck to that and that was actually how I dealt with you know a section of the change was actually just so that we can have some sort of a plan Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, because the chopping and the changing uh, was really unhelpful Mm -hmm. so we kind of had to we were like this is the worst case I think 15 will be our worst case scenario so we're going to go with that um just so that we can get married okay and then from all of that experience and that like challenge what is one kind of top tip that you've learned for managing change so for me I'm a Christian and honestly I don't know if I would have got through um well without prayer Mm -hmm. so I prayed and prayed and prayed and I think there was I don't remember exactly when it was, but there was, you know, at the beginning, there was a time when I thought, I'm never going to feel okay about this change. Like I'm never going to accept that actually we're going to have, you know, hopefully 15 people. We're not going to have this celebration that we had Mm -hmm. planned. Um, But there was a time through prayer where God just completely changed my heart. And actually, I think I just really he really just put on my heart that one is you know what's the most important thing here and that is that we're getting married and that's okay and that actually something good will come you know it does if it's 15 people it's 15 people and we still have a really good time yeah that's you know and also he actually highlighted to me that a big part of it was that I was people pleasing. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the huge part was, well, what will people think if we don't have this wedding and if we don't have these photos and there's people, you know, messaging me upset that they weren't going to be part of my 15 people, um, which was equally unhelpful. Oh. But I was just trying to please all these people and actually that's, I don't need to. And that was a big thing that was kind of holding me back. Um, so through prayer definitely, um, definitely helped me accept the change um, and actually look forward to the fact that we were getting married.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and also, I mean, I because I had planned, picked my wedding dress, which wasn't going to be ready by September because of the holdup. So yeah, I yeah. had to accept that I'm not going to wear my wedding dress. Like, you know, there was just so much to it, but God really changed my heart and he worked in it. And actually we did have we did get married in September um a day before we were due to which you know it's fine um and we had 15 of us but we had it was just the most special time like and it, we've got pictures you know there's 15 people in the church like it's all spaced <laughs> out and, but we all went back to an Airbnb and we had a party and we celebrated but it was so intimate and lovely um that it was great I honestly wouldn't even change it um oh that's so really. good yeah so God's definitely helped and also allowing yourself to feel the emotions I think I'm a real person where I think that my emotions might not be valid um and so at the time with you know we're in lockdown mm-hmm. people thousands of people were dying um every day and so I didn't think my feelings were valid about the wedding day, but actually it was still important to me. Um and in Mm -hmm. order for me to deal and accept the change well, like I had to feel the emotions. Like if I'm sad, it's okay. Like that's fine. Like allow yourself to feel it and work through it. Um that'd be my top yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. Um it depends um I think it depends on the kind of person you are. For me it like practically it's it's praying like pray Mm -hmm. like if you if you journal journal like get it out if it's talking to a friend like get that support around you like in whatever way that might be Mm -hmm. um let out your emotions be honest of how you're feeling and actually um yeah get the support around you because change is hard like I don't know anyone that likes change and you need your people around you um to support you through it but also know that change is hard and it is scary but it has a funny way of working itself out and it you know good will come from it in mm-hmm. some way and it's looking for the little like glimmers of hope and good in that change um so yeah mm-hmm. yeah oh thank you so much yeah i think uh as your friend obviously watching you go through this i think the way you've handled it, it's amazing so i know all of that stuff is true <laughs> and stuff you've really put in place um, so thank you so much for sharing it with us. Oh, thanks for having me. See <laughs> you later. See ya. Hi, Molly. Thank you so much for being here and part of the podcast. Um, do you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, hi. Thanks for having me. Um, so as I said, my
2: name is Molly. Um, I'm 21. Um, I used to live in Hitchin um, and have kind of grown up and known and like worked to phase like many of the years I lived in Hitchin and I've recently moved into London um, to start uni to be a social worker um, starting in a few weeks Um so yeah that's me.
0: Fantastic, very exciting. Um, okay and so this podcast we're thinking about change so can you just tell us about a change that you've experienced um, and how that was?
2: Yeah I guess like as life is like there's so many changes and lots of little ones and lots of big ones Um, planned ones and unplanned ones and all of that stuff Um, I guess yeah leaving school moving out moving back home again moving out again like all of those changes kind of popping up but at the moment um, moving out is probably the biggest change that I'm kind of going through it's like the summer before I start uni I've moved into like my first flat which is really exciting but also like a massive change from living at home Um, and yeah ahead of starting university in like a COVID time as well um, is probably the biggest kind of change happening in my life at the moment and I'm kind of in the middle of it
0: Fantastic. Um, yeah great okay so what is one way that you've learned to cope with some of those changes
2: over the years I've kind of tried lots of different things um and through that I've learned that I'm quite a practical person I'm quite a visual person very much a pen and paper kind of person um and I've tried yeah lots of lots of different stuff but most of it is kind of getting things out of my brain when I feel quite like overwhelmed or stressed or like no stuff coming up that's gonna like stress me out a little bit I'll try and put all of that on paper whether that's in like lists or mind maps or any of those kind of things
0: yeah fantastic that's I think that's quite a common thing that people find helpful is to get things out of their heads onto pen and paper why do you think that's helpful for us to kind of do I think sometimes like it just gets
2: really overwhelming and like your brain can feel very full like I often feel like when there's so many thoughts, there's so much you're trying to think about at the same time. There's like no space to really process anything or there's no Mm -hmm. space to kind of welcome any new ideas or anything new into your mind. And there's actually, as soon as I've kind of got that down on paper or in like any kind of way that I've kind of translated that out of my head, I feel like i just a lot more space to actually think a bit more freely and actually like process some of it as opposed to just being really overwhelmed and those thoughts just going round and round in your head the whole time
0: yeah absolutely yeah I definitely feel that too when you have those thoughts and you're just you almost feel like you don't want to forget them so you're going over and over and over and just making yourself feel more yeah, stressed yeah exactly and
2: sometimes if I write stuff down I'll come back to it other times I'll stick it up and sometimes I will just sit straight in a bit yeah I absolutely
0: I do different things with it all the time it's just about getting out of my head it doesn't yeah. really matter what I do with it afterwards yeah well sometimes you even write it down and then you look at it and you're like oh that's all it is
2: <laughs> yeah and then you come back to it later and you're like, oh, was it that? cool, yeah. I can, if I can do that, I can do loads of things. You can come back to it and reflect on it.
0: Yeah, fantastic. So once you've written stuff down then, what, what do you do with it? Um, kind of like a combination of things,
2: I suppose. Um, I'm a bit of a sucker for a mind map because I just feel like it just gets everything down that I possibly need to get down. Um, but also write lots of pros and cons lists, yeah. like really like good things about a situation, things that I'm going to find a bit harder. Um, or just anything I'm worried about really. Um, but one thing I find particularly helpful is drawing out control circles. Um, so I just find them a really good way of knowing what I can and can't control. Um, do you want me to give you some like, examples? of Yeah, that'd be great. Stuff?
0: Yeah, go for it. Yeah,
2: so I do, um, for those people who haven't drawn control circles before, um, you basically just draw three rings and it looks a bit like a target. Um, and in the middle, you write all of the things that you can control, like everything that that's like all down to you basically. Um, So that can be like your actions, your reactions to things, um, how much you work for stuff, um, your words, like all of that kind of stuff that you're in control of. Then kind of the the next circle out, kind of the middle one um, is things that you can partly control or things that you can influence a little bit. Um, So for that, um, you could say, so I can partly control like what I'm exposed to on social media. I can follow people and I can unfollow people and I can know. What I'm exposing myself to, but some of that stuff I can't help being exposed to it, yeah. Um, and things like that, and also other people's choices, I guess. I can be like part of those conversations and all of that stuff, but at the end of the day, they're not my choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the outside are all the things that you can't control. So, I can't control what the weather does, I can't control what time my bus shows up, can't control COVID, I can't control <laughs> past decisions that I've made, like, I could control them then, but at this stage, like. I can't do anything about them now yeah Um, so yeah so I kind of write down different things in like a certain situation that that I can control and I can't control so I can just know what like what I just need to get my head around is just going to happen or not happen and what I can actually do about things
0: yeah yeah absolutely and how has that helped you with those changes that you're facing recently or at the moment
2: because I've been doing some recently about like uni um and all of those things I can control and can't control because there's so much like unknown about it that it's really helpful to like separate out separate out those things Um, so some things I can control um, I can control how much I eat and when I eat and what I'm eating and Mm -hmm. sleeping and all of that stuff because I know that has such a big impact on kind of how I feel and my mental health and all of those things and they're things I can control um and I can plan for and I can work around them to make sure that they happen um friendships are things that i can kind of partly control um i can put effort into those and i can try and meet lots of new people um but at the end of the day like i'm only half of a friendship it's kind of okay. a two-way street um <laughs> and things i don't have control over um like covid restrictions starting uni is a bit strange in the middle of a pandemic yeah. um, and i can't control those things there'll be lots of things that i won't be able to have a say over like whether I'm going into uni or whether I'm at home or whether it's masks or distancing and social events and all of that stuff like I don't really have control over and I've just found that really helpful to be like okay these are things I can control this is what I can do about it and it just helps me focus my mind onto the things that I can do as opposed to getting overwhelmed by the whole thing where half yeah. of it I can't even change
0: yeah yeah absolutely yeah I find them really helpful yeah, that's great. And I think it's, it's really basic, but there's something really effective about knowing, okay, this is something that is out of my control. Like, yeah. I know it, but seeing it there in front of me helps me to kind of accept it just a little bit more.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's,
0: yeah, that's great. So, if people are listening and they're like, you know, they relate to some of the changes that you're going through or some of those feelings, um, mm-hmm. and they're like, this all sounds great, what could be one just practical step that they could take to help cope with some of those changes?
2: yeah, I think, um, kind of some of the stuff I've said for your last question about writing stuff down and control circles, like that's all really good stuff to try. Like, especially if you're a pen and paper person, like I am, (laughs) um, and like want to see stuff. Um, but I think just like on a kind of bit of a separate note, something that I've always found really helpful when I'm like going through lots of changes is like surrounding myself with familiar things. I get a bit overwhelmed when every single thing in my life is different. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes you can't help that. So I found that moving out of home and like starting uni, there's not much about my life here that's similar to my life in it, Like it's not like there's familiar people or places, like it's all quite new. Yeah. So I've had to put those familiar things in myself. Um, And I think that's quite a good tip, especially I guess for like younger people, whether you're moving out or going to uni or starting a new job, all of those things, Mm -hmm. like take with you like familiar things So I find like even just having like a couple of pictures on my wall that I had on my wall at home and those things are just like a little bit of like a comfort blanket. I find really helpful, make me feel quite like safe and at home and that the other things don't feel so big because life is still kind of the same.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it keeps that link. And like you say, that's a really simple thing that you can control that you can do. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. And it could be kind of whatever you want it to be. Like people do it differently. Lots of people like to pass their room pictures other people i just bought the same bed sheets and that just like having my like feels like my bed at home and it feels quite like <laughs> homely and it just makes those other things feel less overwhelming because you remember that life is quite similar just yeah. different things have changed
0: i love that thank you that's a great one And um, before we finish is there anything else you want to add or kind of mention i don't think so i think
2: that's everything
0: no that's fantastic thank you so much molly that's been really helpful i think you've left people with a lot of great ideas there. Cool, thanks for having me. It's been really fun. to see you. See you soon. See you later. Hi, Rebecca. Thank you so much for being here and being part of this podcast. Um, Do you want to start by just telling us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So I'm Rebecca. I'm 23. I come from Little Wymanly, which is a village just outside Pitchin. And I've been volunteering with Faze um, since I left school. So probably about five years now. Wow.
0: Um, And in this podcast, we're thinking about change. So I wonder if you want to share about a change that you've experienced.
1: Yeah. Um, So probably the biggest change and most recent one was uh, leaving university for me. Um, So that was just over a year ago. Finished my degree and, yeah, moved back home. Yeah. And how did that change affect you or how did you feel? What was difficult about it? So I think initially the I felt quite happy about finishing like I put a lot of hard work in and I was quite looking forward to kind of getting to the end. Um, As I got closer and closer to the end I kind of realised that I was going to miss certain things like my friends and um, living in this city um, and kind of I started to find it quite hard because I'd be like anticipating it being over before it had even ended yeah Um, so I started to realize that actually being present in the moment helped me to just enjoy what I was experiencing without worrying about it ending or the future Um, and that's really hard to do Um, it's much easier to say Um, but I Mm. think by like thinking about what I will miss and being able to recognize those things I was then able to go well these are the things I want to enjoy now Um, and yeah be able to um, really make the most of while I have
0: Um, yeah it's one of those funny things isn't it one of those cultural things that we're always kind of thinking about what's coming next or the next step and so we miss so much of the stuff that we're experiencing right now and then yeah. we're looking forward to those things. And then when we're there, we're looking forward to the next thing and we're missing those things.
1: Yeah, and, like, once you get to that point of it's over, you kind of look back and go, oh, there's that whole chunk where I could have, like, really enjoyed it and really yeah. made the most of it. But I was so worried about the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was something. So one of the things I was really aware of was, like, I was going to miss my friends. Yeah. Um, So actually once I realized that I was like well I might as well plan things with them enjoy the time I have with them rather than keep worrying about oh I'm never gonna see them again which of course I am anyway so yeah 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 so I
0: guess just thinking about what are the things in that situation that you might miss or that you might not get to experience again and focusing on them.
1: Yeah yeah and it's such a great way to like Make yourself self feel better rather than like sitting in worry and not feeling great, like being able to actually enjoy things and do things you like. And um yeah, it can it makes you feel a lot better when you're actually there experiencing it and making the most of it rather than yeah. And how how do you think you can do that when you're in the moment? How can you kind of teach yourself to be present to focus on those things? I think taking a breath just taking a moment to kind of recognize where you are for me quite a lot of the things I was doing I'd have to walk to or walk away like from yeah as my mode of transport so kind of on those walks I'd just be thinking like oh I'm going to see this person I really enjoy spending time with them yeah and just being able to kind of ground myself in my own head of like what's going on and rather than like letting my thoughts run away just being like this is what's happening yeah this is why I'm doing it it's going to be fun
0: yeah fantastic I like that a lot that's great so if someone's like you know listening in a similar situation and they want to kind of put put some of this stuff into action what is one step that you think they could take
1: to start doing that yeah so I think one thing I've seen a lot is like gratitude journals and like Um, people thinking of like three things or five things every day that they're really grateful for Mm. and I think this would work really well for like when you're coming to the end of something it's a great way of reflecting on it and kind of being able to process the things that you've really enjoyed that you're grateful for Um, so for me with university like I was grateful for my friends I was grateful for my church and I was grateful for being in a really cool city Um, and just being able to focus on them it kind of puts your mind in a positive space rather than kind of a worried and overthinking one
0: yeah yeah absolutely that's a great a great tip brilliant thank you so much Rebecca that was great really helpful thank you for having me (laughs) okay I have really enjoyed these conversations I thought there were some really great strategies in there and throughout the series as well One thing that really stood out to me was Jenna mentioned about being honest about how she was feeling, um, about really allowing herself to feel those emotions without feeling bad or comparing her situation to those around her that were facing a lot more challenging situations. Um, Yeah, I thought that was really great. If you've listened to these episodes, um, we would really love to know what stood out to you or what you found helpful. So please do get in contact with us and let us know. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Faze Hitchin. Thank you so much for listening.